We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. From world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more. Wish the headlines would just stop. It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you are not alone. Support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through friendly people at churchescare.com. At churchescare.com, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Churchescare.com helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S care.com. We look forward to serving you. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome to the world beyond. I'm your host, Joe Wegent, and we are broadcasting from the X-Zone Broadcast Network. For more information on the broadcast network, please visit www.xzbn.net. Today, our special guest is Bill Miller. Bill Miller is the founder of the Southern Indiana Paranormal Investigators from Newburgh, Indiana, and he founded this particular group in 2000. He is also a member of the MESA Project, M-E-S-A, which stands for the Multi-Energy Sensor Array. And he has been doing paranormal investigations in a number of states in the uh, Midwest, including Alabama, Delaware, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Pennsylvania. His goal is that he will be able to collect the data that will help people understand hauntings and he will work uh, consistently to obtain real evidence of the existence of ghosts and strive to maintain a professional approach when presenting this evidence to his clients. So, hello there, Billy, and welcome to the show today. We're excited to have you with us. Uh, hello, Joe. Thank you, Ben. Absolutely. Billy and I just uh, did an overnight stay at the McPike Mansion in Alton, Illinois, and we're uh, going to be talking about that experience a little bit later. We had some uh, really amazing uh, uh, experiences there. So we're going to get into that a little bit later. But Billy, what yep. encouraged you to begin investigating the paranormal and collecting the evidence of same? Well, you know, I grew up in an old house in Midway, Indiana that was haunted. I saw my first apparition at age nine. And, you know, just kind of lived with throughout my childhood growing up. And uh, then in uh, 2000, I formed uh, SIPI, which is Southern Indiana Paranormal Investigators. And uh, we've been doing it for the past 16 years. Just we've, we've went everywhere. And uh, so it's kind of just, it was just kind of in my blood and, and uh, something that I enjoy doing. Before you started your own team, did you uh, work with any other teams before that? No, not well. Yes, I did. I'll take it back. Uh, I did. I worked with the uh, 
uh, Indiana Ghost Trackers for just a, just a, a bit, and uh, uh, I got uh, to meet them, and uh, we done some things in Evansville, but you know it wasn't much. And uh, then I I formed uh, the group and uh, been going ever since. And how many people does your group have uh, working for it now? Uh, I think we got about fifteen that's active, and uh, another probably ten that you know are members. They just they they're not on the active list. Right. Um, we'll we'll get into uh, some of the equipment, some of the techniques that you're using uh, a little bit later in the show. Um, what kinds and how many of uh, famous haunts around America have you uh, been able to investigate? Oh, let's see. Uh, Waverly Hills. Uh, been there uh, this last year. We've made 15 times of, of being there. Uh, Villisca, Iowa, the Axe Murder House. Uh, Fort Delaware, Peapatch Island. Uh, Eastern State Penitentiary. Um Willard Library in Evansville. It's one of the you know one of the most talked about libraries in the, in America. Uh, yes, it is. WNIN Channel Nine, Willard Carpenter's old home. Uh, and that's the, just just a few of, of the places I've been. As far as uh, client investigations, how many client investigations have you performed over the last sixteen years? Oh, Joe, the, it's it's. I couldn't tell you that the number we've done so many um it it's up there uh there was one year we was doing you know almost an investigation a night and uh i I would say it's up a you know into the thousands anyway wow that's 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 pretty active. Yeah, it, Billy, yeah. Billy Miller is our special guest today, and Billy is the founder of the uh, Southern Indiana Paranormal Investigators. You can visit his uh, website at millerspooks.blogspot.com. That's millerspooks.blogspot.com. Or you can email him at spooken2, that's spooken, S-P-O-O-K-E-N, numeral 2, at gmail.com. And as always, you can reach me by email at joe at rickychoice.com, joe at paranormalpeace.com, or you can visit my websites, rickychoice.com and paranormalpeace.com. We'll be back in just a few minutes, and we're going to talk more with Billy Miller about McPike Mansion in Alton, Illinois. Stick around, folks. Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. 
his radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. Shamanism is recognized as a method to access the quantum level. Mastery of shamanic skills puts spiritual information and healing power into your hands. Path Home Shamanic Art School, a bonded Colorado certified occupational school, has met rigorous state standards ensuring its director and instructors have the qualifications to teach the shamanic arts. Path Home offers a certification program in blocks of study. Block 1, a five-day intensive, will be held in the beautiful mountain town of Coldale, Colorado, October 13th through 18th. Registration deadline is September 12th. Experience journey trance, power animals, helping spirits, sacred space, and life purpose. Come discover your power. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, in the magical world of shamanism. Call 303-775-3431 or visit findyourpathhome.com. With each new extreme weather event or terrorist act, it becomes increasingly obvious that we live in uncertain and challenging times. We all buy car insurance. Why not collapse and catastrophe insurance? Matthew Stein, an MIT-trained engineer and green builder, has written two outstanding books to help people prepare, plan for, and deal with everything from minor situations lasting a few days to full-on collapse. Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance, sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. This massive book covers the gamut from first aid and emergency preparedness to alternative healing, renewable energy, primitive living skills, and 18th century technologies that could be critical to your comfort and survival in a long-lasting crisis. Matt's second book, When Disaster Strikes, is a comprehensive emergency preparedness handbook and survival guide. When Disaster Strikes is an essential item for every family's go-bag. Both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com and author-signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.wentechfails.com and www.mattstein.com. Welcome back to the world beyond. I'm your host, Joe Wegent, and as always, we are here on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. This hour, we are talking to Billy Miller, who is the founder of the Southern Indiana Paranormal Investigators, and we just finished talking about the hundreds of uh, investigations that Billy has uh, performed over the years. Billy, whenever you're performing an investigation, what kind of equipment do you use to uh, collect the evidence of ghosts and hauntings inside someone's house or uh, property? Well, Joe, we use, uh, you know, several different things and techniques. We, uh, we use tape recorders to record EVPs, uh, you know, video cameras, but we also use a computer-based system called Veneer. And what it does, uh, we're able to hook up sensors. Uh, I use a light sensor, a temperature probe. Uh, motion detectors, and it feeds it back to a computer. So uh, during the investigation, when we're set up, uh, after the investigation's over, we can go back and look at it and uh, see if there was any changes in the environment uh, during that investigation and if we have anything on video or audio to help you know, correlate uh, those changes. Uh, you, did we capture something on video at the time veneer uh, reacted or... You know, did we get an EVP? Uh, did the temp- temperature change any? So, you know, we're able to look at that now. And, 
Uh, we use a, um, a two-camera system. It's called a stereo camera system that's run on a magnetometer. Uh, so each time the uh, Earth milligal or the Earth uh, magnetic field change, anywhere from two to eight milligauss, it takes two photos, and we look for anything in those photos as well. That is pretty advanced kind of stuff there. Yes, it is. Now, whenever you collect things on uh, on this equipment and all these different pieces correlate together and they prove that there is something in space, what do you do with that evidence then? Well, you know, we archive all of our evidence. It's, it's a continuous data collection. Uh, everything, we save everything from every investigation, no, no matter whether we get anything or, or, or we do. Uh, so we can go back and we can look on, you know, uh, this uh, uh these investigations in the past uh to uh you know give to the client you know most of the time when we do an investigation for the client it's you know they're looking for answers um you know or am, am i crazy uh you know we try to go in to reassure them that you know that this stuff kind of this kind of stuff happens all the time and uh, you know they're not crazy Whenever you're reassuring your clients that uh, obviously that they're not crazy and that yes, ghosts really do exist and that they have uh, you know some kind of a visitation in their home, um, are there different kinds of things that can inhabit a house with uh, living people, or what what kinds of things can you run into? Well, you know, we run into a, a lot that is residual. A, a residual haunt is just something that's like an old uh, movie. It plays over and over and over again, and uh, it never interacts. They see these things, they see these apparitions, and to them, it's real, you know. But it's an actual. It's it's not. It's just. Uh, uh, it's like I said. It's like a, you know, uh, an old film that plays over and over and over at the same time all the time. Where mm -hmm. your intelligent haunts, you know, they move things. They, uh, you know, they try to interact. They try to tell you something. And then, of course, there's uh, the uh, malevolent, the spirits that are upset and angry. Uh, they throw things. They move things. Uh, and then, of course, every now and then you'll run into one, and I haven't yet and I probably won't, but then you'll run into one that's demonic mm -hmm. to where something has come in that, uh, uh, you know, that's not of this earth. What do you do about uh, these angry spirits that are uh, causing problems and throwing things around and, and really going out of the way to scare people? What, what what can be done about that? Well, that's where someone like you come in. You know, where we yes. we come in and uh, you know they they bless the house. Uh, uh, it's it's according to what the client wants. Uh, you know, if if they're you know so inclined, they can they can have a minister come in, or uh, like you come in and smudge and. Uh, you know, take care of it that way. So it's yes. really left up to the client, uh, you know, how they want to handle it. Uh, but uh, usually it's handled in a way where, you know, things are quieted down and uh, uh, it doesn't bother them anymore. Perfect. So how has technology changed over the years from when you just started to where we are now in the collection of evidence? Oh, my lands. Let's see. You know, when when they first started, you know, they had uh, 35 millimeter cameras, uh, the old uh, flash bulbs, uh, the tape recorders were reel to reel, uh, and a good a good example of the early stuff. If you ever watched the Changeling with George C. Scott, where he uses a reel to reel, you know, yes. and, and he collects the EVP that way, you know, uh, to where now it's all digital. Um, you know, you can record up to like 28 hours on, on one uh, uh, clip, you know, so it, it's, it's just advanced so far. You got digital cameras, you got digital uh, video cameras now. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's advanced a lot. That is incredible. So, you know, dealing with some of these hauntings and dealing with, uh, you know, angry spirits or people who are just coming back to visit temporarily, what, in, in your opinion, what do you think really happens to us when we die? Oh, there, there, I don't know. 
I, I could not answer that. That's what, you know, uh, if you uh, read the top of my blog, you know, Harry Price quoted, you know, we don't know where we go, how we get there, or, or anything. Uh, you, we just don't. So I, I really couldn't answer that. And I, I still, you know, I'm still searching on why they come back. Mm-hmm. So if we don't know where we go when we die, do we at least uh, have an idea of why some spirits stick around? And, and the ones that do stick around, do we have any idea why some of them are benevolent and some of them are just downright nasty? Yeah, you know, uh, on some, you know, they stick around for a reason. You know, maybe they maybe they have to uh, something to tell them, uh, you know, uh, maybe they uh it's like unfinished business to them and they can't leave until it's it's done and uh, then for the ones that are you know malevolent and just nasty you know i feel if you was nasty in life you know if you went out every, your door every day and you kicked your neighbor's dog and you cussed your neighbors and you carried on you just you just wasn't a good person you know that's where you're going to be in the afterlife I have also run into that in some of my investigations, too. Um, precisely exactly that. People who were really, really nasty in life, uh, usually they stay that way after they've uh, dropped the mortal coil and uh, traveled on to the other undiscovered country. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So what can you tell about some of these mean spirits that are here and they're causing problems or... You know, maybe they just haven't realized that uh, their house has been sold three or four times and there's a new, you know, new people living there and they're just uh, lashing out at, you know, what they think is an invader on their property. What what do we do with those kinds of uh, spirits? That's where, you know, like I say again, you come in and, you know, you, you cross them over. Uh, you know, you let them know that, you know, it's all right. Uh, that And a lot of it, you know, it goes with people moving in. They go to renovate, and they still think it's their home. It's it's and it is. It's just like you said. It's an invasion to them. They don't know. So you know you have to put them at peace, or you know, uh, cross them. You and I have done a number of investigations together, and uh, earlier this year, you and I went down to Waverly Hills and uh, did an overnight investigation there. Yes, have you? Uh, have you worked with any other psychic mediums besides myself over the years? A couple, but I would rather not mention their name. I understand that. I, I can get that. Did they go about business about the same way that uh, I was when I'm on scene? Uh, you had to come back on that, Joe. I couldn't hear you. I said uh, whenever you've worked with other psychic mediums, do they go about uh, their procedures or their protocol and the way that they deal with spirits in about the same way that I have whenever I've worked with you? No, actually, they was a little different. They were, uh, I think you're more thorough uh, than what they were. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, how they did things and and what they did. Mm-hmm. And, I've, you know, I've seen you and, you know, like, a, you know, you've been, you, you went to three homes and all three of these homes, they are still or having no problems at all, where they were calling me on almost a nightly basis. At one point, the one woman was, you know, begging for help, and, and I just couldn't get to her at the time. We was just so booked. Uh, but now, you know, they're at peace. They're everything's fine. Their their you know families are fine. The last one we did together, I talked to her not too long ago, and I said, "How's everything going?" She said, "It's going good." So well, that's a heck of a compliment. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, I've always said that um, I use my abilities and my my talents and my skills to the best of my ability so that way I can bring pre- uh, peace to the living and to those who have crossed. And, um, you know, if, if I don't help educate people as to what's happening in their house and uh, try to establish a little bit of understanding and some peace on both sides of the veil, then I'm not doing my job effectively. So uh, yeah. I thank you for that compliment. Yeah, well, you know, they've, they've talked highly of you. They they appreciate what you did, and, uh, you know, they're, they're still to this day uh, problem-free. That is awesome. That is awesome. So what has been some uh, – or what have been some of your most harrowing experiences while uh, investigating uh, hauntings? Oh, my land. Uh, 
one of the first ones was uh, it was back in 2001. We were at Waverly Hills about 3 o'clock in the morning, and uh, there was a Louisville State Trooper with us and uh, a friend of mine, George Hall, and they decided they wanted to walk down the Sororium side of Waverly Hills, which is uh, where they used to pull the patients out during the uh, uh, day and, and would let them get fresh air. And mm-hmm. I opted to stay inside the, the one room where I could rest. And I, I leaned up against this window, which there was no glass in it, and it was it uh, was in the hallway. And I could see down the hallway, and I'm standing there, and it was still moonlit. You could see down the halls pretty good. And uh, I see this thing. I catch it out of the corner of my eye, and I look up, and it was a shadow person on the ceiling, and it was crawling towards me. And the minute we, I made eye contact with it, it stopped. And, uh, you know, that was pretty crazy. And, you know, to describe something crawling down the ceiling or up on a ceiling in human form, it's kind of hard. Uh, but it stayed there for a few minutes. I moved, and it was gone. So that was one of the craziest. That is incredible. I, I've seen shadow people pretty well all of my life, and, uh, yeah, it – it takes some getting used to whenever you start seeing them all the time. But yeah, whenever you see something crawling out at you that you didn't expect or that you didn't see there just moments before, that is uh, that is pretty uh, pretty nerve wracking. Yeah, Our guest is. today is Billy Miller, who is the founder of Southern Indiana Paranormal Investigators, and you can uh, see his website at millersspooks.blogspot.com. That is millersspooks.blogspot.com. Or you can email him for more information at spookinto at gmail.com. That is S-P-O-O-K-E-N number two at gmail.com. This is The World Beyond, and I'm your host, Joe Weech, and we'll be right back in just a few minutes. It was a terrifying experience. I thought we was going to go to jail for murder. That day, you know, we were a little behind, so we worked until it was starting to get dark. We loaded up the equipment and hadn't driven very far when we caught glimmers of this glow coming through the trees. I urged Mike to hurry up and get up there. Travis had the door open before we even stopped. As he got closer, I heard the sound. One of the guys said, you feel that? I really panicked then. I told him, get the hell out of here. It didn't come directly to me. It came to a, a deputy sheriff. Three of us volunteered right away to tell him what had happened. Sheriff Gillespie definitely didn't believe it. He says that we better be certain because we can get in a lot of trouble. When we went to search the next day, they split us up, and the whole time the deputies asked me, you know, if you just tell us where the body is, we can all go home and get this over with. We're talking about a hundred people combing through the wooded area. Nothing turns up. All week long, I've been hearing they're gonna set it up to make you guys look guilty. We're a rough-looking bunch then. Some of us have been in trouble with the law before. And y'all ain't never gonna come out of that jailhouse. We couldn't get out. I tried to sneak out the back door the day of the polygraph test. I was scared to death. On top of that, you have media. I literally would be on two telephones at the same time. We even got some coops in here now that's coming in and out to see the freak show, as they call it. Everyone descends. I just wasn't going to stand there and listen to it anymore. Granny says, this is Travis. I'm back. I need help. When I did hear that he had been returned, it was almost as unbelievable as the original thing. I just looked at my mom and says, I told you we didn't kill him. Travis Walton reappeared after several days with a bizarre story about a ride in an unidentified flying object. People were desperate to explain it away. Why are you sticking up with Travis for all this time? You know this really didn't happen. What happened to Travis after we took off in that truck, I can't tell you. I hated Travis for a long time after this. My whole world just tore up. But I believe every word Travis said about it. He's never lied to me about nothing. It's a net negative. We lost our jobs in the immediate aftermath. And now you're not able to talk about it with anyone because you know that they're going to laugh at you, they're going to look at you like you're crazy. But if you don't come out and tell your story, somebody else is going to tell it for you. 
there's a degree of responsibility. Uh, certainly I have to accept the bad. If I can direct what's happened in a way that I can make something good happen in the world, I'm looking for it. Order your copy of Travis, the true story of Travis Walton, today at www.traviswaltonthemovie.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7-365. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money in abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important... From world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more, wish the headlines would just stop. It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you are not alone. Support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through friendly people at churchescare.com. At churchescare.com, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Churchescare.com helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. 
In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S care.com. We look forward to serving you. Sometimes life can feel like a pressure cooker. From our work life to our personal lives and relationships, there's so much to balance. It's easy to feel weighed down when you're experiencing anxiety, stress, or sadness. But guess what? You're not alone. You may not know it now, but support is all around you. No matter where you are, all you need to do is ask. Let us help find you a community at churchescare.com. Churches are communities of care. Go to churchescare.com to explore the possibilities. Work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Welcome back to the world beyond. I'm your host, Joe Wegent, and we are always broadcasting from the X-Zone Broadcast Network. And our special guest today is Billy Miller, the founder of Southern Indiana Paranormal Investigators. And his group has been in service to you and your needs since 2000. So for nearly 20 years, he has been collecting paranormal evidence and presenting it to his clients and also going to famous haunts all around the region here in America and uh, verifying some of the stories that people have been uh, spreading about famous haunts all over the, the country. And he has uh, basically done thousands of investigations all over all over the region. Welcome back, Billy. There you go. So we just had an opportunity over the past weekend to do an overnight investigation at McPike Mansion in Alton, Illinois. Um, you've apparently been there a number of times before, is that right? Yes, I, yeah, I have. I've been there, oh, probably about 13, 14 times. That is amazing. What what prompted you to uh, head over there to that location to begin with? Well, I had first seen uh, McPike um it was on a uh, a PBS series that that had uh, that had uh, aired, and then I also seen it on a um, TV show uh, where some news reporters went in and uh, you know they captured uh, a mist down the basement, mm-hmm. down the wine cellar, and you know that got me interested. And then I contacted Sharon and uh, told her I'd like to come over and check it out, and she told me I could. And that's how I met. You know, that was back in 2001, and, uh, you know, every chance I get, I go, and uh, I think you know why now. It's it's a place to where, you know, there's activity going on, uh, you know, almost on a regular basis there. Uh, oh, absolutely. It, uh, you know, it never ceases to amaze me uh, of what we hear, what we see, uh, what we capture on EVP, um, you know, uh, when you and I were down in the basement this past weekend, um, the uh, uh, REM pod uh, has a glow-in-the-dark top, and we watched it glow and disappear and glow and disappear, and, uh, you know, there was no explanation for it. Uh, we stood out there for quite some time and watched it and, you know, even went up to it, and uh, there was nothing blocking it. There was just nothing there that could cause that. Mm-hmm. And you and we also heard the footsteps going across the the floor when we were in the wine cellar. I actually captured that on EVP. I don't know how many people caught it, but I do know Joyce caught it. So, yeah, it's a pretty interesting place to go to. I found it really fascinating from a uh, psychic medium standpoint that the things that I was feeling and experiencing were being backed up by other people in the room actually feeling and hearing some of the things that I was experiencing and, and I a little bit later I'll tell the story about what happened when we did the uh, blackout session down in the uh, cellar with the other medium uh, Sandy and that that was 
really good piece of validation for me because sometimes uh, folks like myself just don't get the verification and validation that we need to, to prove that even we aren't crazy sometimes. Right. Yeah. So tell us uh, a little bit about the history of the McPike Mansion and what kind of spirits are actually uh, still on the property. Well, you know, uh, it, it was Henry McPike's mansion. It's, it was, it's, actually, it's uh, called Mount Lookout uh, is where, where it sits. Uh, I think there's six acres uh, of, of property on it. Uh, he, uh, you know, he had uh, patented a, uh, a grape and made wine. Um, he was a mayor. He was the mayor of Alton. Uh, so he was, a, you know, he was a prominent man uh, there in Alton. And... Uh, uh, oh, did you say he was the mayor of Alton? Yes, at one time he was the mayor of Alton. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, and uh, you know he was uh, he uh, helped uh, the uh, Lincoln uh, Douglas debate down in Alton. Uh, you know he was in on that. So you know he was he was a well-to-do man. And uh, of course, then after uh, his family died, of course, uh, the the mansion went in despair and uh, vandals took over. Uh, stowed all the uh, fireplaces out of it. They had black marble fireplaces throughout the, the mansion. And literally just done a number on it. And then uh, Sharon and George was lucky enough to to get it. And, uh, you know, they've been restoring it ever since. And, uh, you know, if you can look at the photos of when I first started going there to the photos now, you can really see the change that they've made. Well, I wish I had seen it back in those days. What what kind of uh, things have they been able to do to the site so far? Well, they've got they they've got the roof done. Uh, they've got all the brick uh, tuck pointed, and uh, it's it's all sealed. They're getting the windows in so they can start on the flooring uh, once they get the whole house sealed. And uh, they've got you know they had to stabilize the house uh, because it was literally falling in on itself. Wow. So they they've got all that done, and uh, you know with uh, with us going up there and doing what we done, you know it helps uh, buy materials, uh, helps pay for some of the costs that, that you know they incur throughout the year. So it's a good cause. You know it's it's a shame that uh, a building like that, first of all, has to fall into such disrepair over the years. But then it's you know its demise is accelerated by people who just have no uh, regard for anything and would, would go into a place like that and just, you know, take anything valuable from it. Right. Yeah. And as far as the spirits there, I think it, I actually believe it's the McPikes. I, th I think it's Henry and them. Um, for one reason, you know, uh, when, you know, when you go to renovate a home, uh, things act up and yes, they're, it's just the opposite. Uh, you know, they're they're fixing it up, and they're they're not having those problems. So I feel the the spirits that are there are Henry and them. Mm hmm. So why do you think that they're not acting up uh, during renovations as would normally happen for uh, someone fixing up their house? Well, you know, I think it's one uh, sharing in them and their attitude uh, towards the house. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're not, uh, she's trying to put it back just exactly the way it was when he owned it. Uh, you know, they're not going in, they're not trying to do this and, and uh, you know, make it the way they, they just would to get it fixed up. They're trying to uh, put it back to where it was when he owned it. So that's one of the reasons. And then, too, uh, you know, they see that the house is being fixed up. Isn't that something? Oftentimes, uh, when people want to try to change things about a house, uh, the spirits that are still there will uh, suddenly, you know, decide that they don't like the changes that are going on, and they sometimes kind of act out in a place and uh, cause some problems. And I think that's whenever uh, folks like you and I get most of our phone calls is whenever there's new floors being put down or a new bathroom being put in, and so right, it's true. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. And and that's the case most of the time. So of all the times that you've been at McPike Mansion, uh, is there one particular experience that stands out more than the rest or, or, or you know, have one experience or one piece of evidence 
that's uh, been more prominent than some of the others. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I was one of the lucky few that was able to go through the whole building before, you know, they, they finally stopped it. And I was there, I can't remember what year it was, but we were there. And uh, I was upstairs, I think I was on the second or third floor. Um, but I had walked through a door, and uh, the minute I stepped through, uh, I got this cold sensation. Uh, it wasn't cold to the outside, but it was cold to the inside of me. It It literally went through my whole body. Mm. And it left my body the same way. It left me from the feet all the way through my head until it, until I was warm again. And it was right after that uh, I smelled what smelled like fresh coffee brewing. Uh, I mean, it was in the room with me, and it lasted for just a few seconds, and it was gone. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it was, uh, you know, one of the spirits there, but, uh, yeah, it was it was something different. I'd never, And it's, it's never happened since. Has uh, has Sharon ever gone into the place solely for the purposes of trying to collect evidence or trying to investigate uh, the spirits there, or has her uh, focus been mostly on renovations? A little of both. You know, most of the time it's it's to fix it up. But they've done things. You know, they've had they've had things. The, you know, they they do their tours. They have their blackout sessions, and you know. She's writing down this evidence that she's got, you know, uh, that's that's occurring while they're in the place. Mm-hmm. So how many uh, family members do you think are still actually uh, inhabiting this property? Oh, I would say at least two, maybe three. And then you got a couple little kids that have been seen there. Mm-hmm. So I, I think two or three adults and then a, a, at least a couple kids. Actually, uh, uh, the shadow person that uh, uh, that was captured on the blackout camera looks to be the size of a child. Is that right? Yep. Now, did, did these uh, did these spirits die as children in physical life? Yeah, I, I believe so, because okay. you know, there are three crypts. Uh, that were on the property, and they were child graves. They were they were they weren't adults. They were children. Do we know how they died? No, I don't. Okay. So there, there's a, a estimated two children still inhabiting the property. Are are they there by choice, or are they just uh, unable to go to the light? Do we do we have any idea about how that that's uh, working for them? No, I don't go. Uh, you know, I just I know people have seen them. Uh, they've interacted with them. Uh, uh, there was another psychic medium there last year. You know that encountered them. So you know, I don't know if they're there on their own choice or or if they just decided to stay there. Hmm. I saw them Saturday while we were there during the blackout session. So that was uh, that was pretty interesting watching the because uh, I also saw two children playing in the cellar and it was uh, it was it was kind of fun there. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that these uh, spirits will ever leave this location and go on to their next place and find peace for themselves? Uh, I see the only way that happening is maybe you know somebody crossing them over. I don't, I don't think they will. You know, I think they found peace there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, so it's it's hard to say. Now, the story that I heard was that uh, uh, Henry McPike's first wife did not die on or near that property, but she's there now. Is that correct? Uh, from the story I've heard, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's I, I experienced her while we were in sessions down there. Really, uh, really fascinating stuff. Folks, you're listening to The World Beyond, and I have a special guest today, Billy Miller, and we're talking about the McPike Mansion in Alton, Illinois. If you want to visit the website in order to schedule a tour or a blackout session, or if you want to make a donation that would go to the renovations of the mansion, please visit www.mcpikemansion.com. That's M-C-P-I-K-E mansion.com. And you can always reach me at joe at rickychoice.com or joe at paranormalpeace.com. 
We'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to The World Beyond on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the X-Zone Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years, an author of four books, and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune into Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, please visit my website at johannacarroll.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7, 365. Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. What happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. 
Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. GeneX provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life is no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. Welcome back to the world beyond. I am your host, Joe Weegent, and we are always here at home on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. Our special guest today is Billy Miller, who is the founder of the Southern Indiana Paranormal Investigators and has been since he created the organization in the year 2000. And today we are talking about a special location that we had the opportunity to stay overnight in, which is uh, McPike mansion in Alton, Illinois, which is just north of St. Louis. And uh, we had a lot of really amazing experiences there, and we've been talking about this over the, the last hour. Billy, welcome back. Thank you, Joe. You know, I had a really unique experience I'm just going to share here for just a couple of minutes while we were in blackout session. And uh, unfortunately, you were outside doing some things during that time. But... Uh, Sandy and I went in, and she wanted me to sit with her with the uh, blackout session in order so that we could better kind of work with each other and find out what we were experiencing. And during the session, after uh, the spirit of Henry had entered the space, one of the people in the session had asked Henry if, uh, or what was his favorite book. And Sandy picked up immediately on Mark Twain. And so we, we kind of zeroed in on that little piece of information for a little while. And uh, Sandy, uh, the other psychic medium, she, she yes, but Henry thinks that he's obnoxious. So we all got, you know, kind of a kick out of that. And uh, immediately I saw a red book. And I said, well, I'm seeing a red book and it's kind of like a, a brick red, but it's got gold around the outside of the front cover of it. And she saw the same thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, more famous works, you know, some of the, the bigger novels that he had written, we both kind of got the feeling that it was a collection of smaller works, a connection, a collection of smaller writings, maybe even political writings or whatever. And so we, we both tried to focus in on this singular piece of uh, information. And we both agreed that it was a red book about an inch and a half thick with gold around the outside of the front cover. But the cover couldn't be red. The center of the cover was actually just blank. It was red. And we focused on this for quite a while. And after the session was over with, one of the other guests who was downstairs went to eBay and looked up old books by Mark. And lo and behold, there is an old red book that is sold on the outside of the front cover and the middle of the front cover is blank. It is just brick red. And it is Mark Twain's book on a collection of writings. 
and uh, we were both right on track with that. So that was just an amazing experience both, and we really got a kick out of that. And actually, the person who found that book went and purchased it and will donate it to Pike Mansion so that we, whenever the mansion is uh, renovated and restored to its former glory, that book will be in the house. Yes, yeah, that's pretty cool. That 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 was amazing. It it's nice whenever you know somebody like me can go into a place and have someone else also validate their experience. Right. Yeah. So the reason we were at McPike this past weekend was that you had organized a raise money for the McPike renovations. Um, how did you go about doing that? And uh, how do you think that the uh, the end of the day uh, uh, turned out? Well, you know, we we uh, we discussed it last year when I was there, we, uh, just on the camp out. We we camped like uh, twice, maybe three times last year. And uh, the last time I was there, I, I told Sharon, I said, you know, we all have a meet and greet on the grounds, you know, all for a free event, uh, you know, charge for booth space, and you know, charge for camping. Everything else, come listen to speakers, you know, would be free. And you know, she said, well, yeah, well, let's do that. So uh, you know, we. Uh, uh, got together and put a flyer together and started sending out uh, the flyer. She went to the newspaper there in Alton. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I think we did pretty good. We had quite a few people come in and out through the day, listen to the guest speakers, and, uh, you know, uh, we raised a little bit of money. Uh, you know, not a whole lot, but uh, it's enough to help out. So I think at the end of the day, it was, uh, you know, pretty good. And, uh so, you know, we'll, we'll just have to go for mayor for this next year. Yeah, I was just about to ask, are you planning on doing this again next year? Yes, we are. Yeah, we're going to do it again uh, September 9th, uh, 2017. Great. How much will it cost if somebody were to join uh, in? Well, you know, if you want to set up a booth space, uh, it's 35 bucks. If you want to come and camp, and uh, you go in and, you know, go into the wine cellar after uh, the uh, uh, meet and greet's over. Uh, that's $35 a person. Uh, food will be available, you know, at the camp out uh, at no extra charge. Uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, you roast weenies, do whatever you want, and uh, no alcohol, of course. Uh, it's, it's an alcohol-free event. Yeah, uh, and, uh, you know, coolers will be checked if you camp. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's a great place to come and camp and, you know, maybe experience something. I know I had some people from Evansville uh, that came, and she actually got poked, and she saw something down in the basement that she could not explain. So, you know, they were really satisfied. Wonderful. Do you think you're going to keep it to just one a year, or do you think you might try to up this to uh, once in the spring and once in the, spa, in the fall? Well, that would be up to Sharon. Uh, you know, uh, the way it is now, uh, uh, you know, we, we kick off our tour season, fall tour season, um, but, you know, we're all getting older. <laughs> and, uh, you Aren't know, it would, it, it's just it's just hard to, to do more than one. So, I don't know. I'd have to leave that up to her. You know, if she would will, if she'd be willing, I'm, you know, I'm game. So, anything's possible. Aside from... Uh People visiting the website and the meet and greet one. Does she have any other fundraiser activities that she's using to try to raise money for renovations? Yes, actually, they 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 start their tour season. Uh, uh, I think next weekend or maybe it's this weekend. Uh, they, but they can go to the website, uh, McPike's website, and uh, all that tour information is on there, or they can find them on Facebook. Uh, and find out all the information. But yeah, she offers tours, and uh, you know, you go in, and you have the blackout sessions, and uh, uh, you know, it helps raise money. So, if somebody were wanting to book a tour and do a blackout session, and they wanted to try to capture some uh, evidence, what kind of things would you suggest that they bring along in order to, uh, you know, take home a little piece of the Pike Mansion? Well, you know, I as far that, as evidence is concerned, right? You know, uh, uh, tape recorder, uh, a video camera that has night shot capability, you know, IR, uh, you know, something like that. 
cameras. Cameras is always good. Uh, uh, the, the grounds as well as the house is haunted. You know, we've seen things on the grounds as well as in the house. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, a good tape recorder, good camera, and good video camera, you know, uh, that would work good. If somebody were to uh, want to get into the the, uh, the field of paranormal investigations, uh, what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out and wants to try to go out there and, and collect evidence? Do not watch TV shows. <laughs> I agree. Period. I do agree. Not watch, period. You know, do not watch TV shows because that's all it is. It's a show. It's yes. for ratings, and that's it. Uh, I've seen too many groups imitate ghost hunters, ghost adventures. I've seen them all. And, yeah. you know, it, it's it's just, you just can't do that. You just can't. So that's yeah, I've my advice watching. to, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, did, I did, you know, when ghost hunters was going in people's houses and coming out and saying, hey, look, your house isn't haunted after being in there two hours. You know, I've been doing this for a long time, and I still can't do that. <laughs> just because something didn't happen while I was there doesn't mean it's not haunted. Exactly. So, so yeah. what other advice do you have? Uh, you know, be true. Uh, don't fake evidence, no matter how bad, no matter how long it takes to get evidence. Don't fake it. You know, it'll either come or it won't. But, you know, if you're caught faking stuff in this field, that's it. You're ruined. You know, you're never credible. You got to stay credible. You got to stay true to it. And, uh, you know, and, and investigate like that. In an effort not to imitate some of these shows who are doing maybe great science, perhaps, but some really bad interaction with uh, clients, what would, advice would you give for someone who's wanting to collect evidence or to, uh, to go and, and, and capture uh, evidence of hauntings? How would you direct them to better enact with the people that they're dealing with? Both living and dead. Well, with the living, you got to respect the relief. You know, you 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 don't go in and you don't force your beliefs on them, and you always respect the dead. I don't care who they are. Yes. You always respect them. You don't taunt. I've seen people taunt, and and you don't do that. So you got to respect the the people you're working for. You got to respect their wishes. You know, if they're an atheist. Then you know you got you got to respect that. If they're Catholic, you got to respect it, and and the same holds true with spirits. You got to respect them. Perfect. Well, we have been uh, talking to Billy Miller over the last hour, and this is the world beyond. I'm your host Joe Weegent. If you would like to book a tour through McPike Mansion or to donate toward the renovation efforts, please visit www.mcpike mansion.com you can always reach bill miller at his email website spooken2 which is s-p-o-o-k-e-n numeral 2 at gmail.com and i can always be reached at joe at paranormalpeace.com or joe at reikichoice.com r-e-i-k-i choice.com we thank you for visiting us today and as always we will talk again have a good one